0: You're listening to the N2K Space Network.
1: This episode is brought to you by Palo Alto Networks, the leader in cybersecurity. As AI driven attacks increase, organizations can't afford to have network security that's stuck in the past.
0: It's a few weeks into 2024, so maybe it's a little weird to still be saying Happy New Year at this juncture, but for several companies today, it is indeed a very happy new year with their announcements of new funding rounds. More money in hand? That's not a bad way to start the year now, is it? T-minus. 20 seconds to LOS. t Today is January twenty third, twenty twenty four. I'm Maria Varmazes, and this is T minus. Series funding updates for Albedo, Latitude, and Aldoria. Lockheed Martin shares annual financial reports. Capella Space announces a partnership with Floodbase. And we have a preview today of our AWS in Orbit series, episode four, called Degas in Ghana, empowering small farming through AI and space technologies. Join me as I speak to Yohei Nakayama, chief technology officer at Degas, and AWS solutions architect, Emma Higashikawa. Let's take a look at our Intel briefing for today. Lots of financial deals to go over for today's show, and let's start with the funds raised by Earth observation startup Albedo Space, which today announced a $48 million Series A round. This Series A was co-led by Breakthrough Energy Ventures and Shield Capital, and the new funding will help Albedo develop and test new technologies to support both United States national defense and mitigating climate change all with, as the company says, sights set on delivering exquisite imagery to our customers and the impact it will have on our world. France-based launch company Latitude has closed a Series B funding round that secured it $30 million in new capital. Latitude has designed the light space launcher Zephyr, which is scheduled for its maiden launch in 2025. So far, Latitude has conducted two tests for its 3D-printed rocket engine, and will use the new funding to support the manufacturing of its first vehicle. The company says that this new funding will support Zephyr's design, as well as secure the operational and industrial groundwork for the first launch. Latitude says the light launcher will be able to carry 200 kilos of payload by 2028. And staying in France, Share My Space has transitioned to the company Aldoria, a former name of the Pleiades Nebula, The Space Situational Awareness Company has also announced that it closed a Series A funding round, securing 10 million euros in equity investments. The new funding brings the total amount of investment in the company to 22 million euros to date. The capital will be used to support the company's development and strengthen its brand. And staying in Europe, and Sweden-based AAC Clyde Space has secured an order valued at 900,000 euros for its serious range of computers and services. The client, which we're told is a repeat customer for the group, has opted to remain unnamed. The order is planned for delivery during the fourth quarter of 2024. Aerospace and defense company Lockheed Martin has reported its fourth quarter 2023 results. The company shared that although their net sales were at $18.9 billion dollars a slight decline compared to the $19 billion in the fourth quarter of 2022. The company's annual performance overall is up. Lockheed reported net sales in 2023 at $67.6 billion compared to $66 billion in the previous year. Lockheed Martin Chairman, President, and CEO Jim Takelet said in a statement that the solid finish to 2023 and full-year results reflect a continued strong demand for our all-domain portfolio, of advanced defense tech solutions. Backlog reached a record $160.6 billion, and sales increased 2% year-over-year to $67.6 billion. And I promise this is our last financial update for today. One company capitalizing on all the lunar buzz of late is Intuitive Machines. The Houston-based company has seen a surge in their stock ahead of next month's planned mission to the moon. Thanks to the astrobotic mission's anomaly, Intuitive Machines are now set to be the first U.S. company to conduct a commercial lunar payload services mission. All the fingers crossed. Capella Space has announced a partnership with Floodbase, a leading data provider and reporting agent for parametric flood insurance, to bring high-resolution SAR satellite data to Floodbase's end-to-end solution for parametric flood insurance this partnership will enable enhanced payout trigger certification of parametric insurance products. And if you're like me and don't know what parametric flood insurance means, that means if there's a certain flood level, the insurance will trigger. Okay, so this partnership will enable enhanced payout trigger certification of parametric insurance products by capturing the magnitude of flooding at high resolution and regardless of cloud cover. Floodbase and Capella Space say that they share a commitment to using Earth observation science and machine learning to enable all communities to prepare for and respond to climate disasters. And some news out of the 16th European Space Conference in Brussels. Scotland-based Orbex has been selected for the European Commission and European Space Agency's Flight Ticket Initiative. The initiative was designed to give promising technology and service concepts the in-orbit testing needed to reach commercial maturity. And under this scheme, ESA and the EU will co-fund upcoming flights of European launch vehicles for small satellites in a ready-to-fly condition. Blue Origin has mated the two stages of its new Glenn rocket for the first time. Jeff Bezos' company shared the pictures on the social media platform X, along with the caption stating, the reason for the mating (laughs) is to exercise our tooling and stage interfaces in preparation for our first launch later this year the two-stage New Glenn will stand 322 feet tall and be able to haul 50 tons to low Earth orbit. And that concludes our briefing for today. Stay with us for a preview of our AWS in Orbit episode four on empowering small farming through AI and space technologies. You can find links to further reading on all the headlines I've mentioned in our show notes. And today we've added a piece from Japan on SLIM, announcements of new positions at the African Union for the Head of Science and Technology, and at Voyager Space. And we've also added a piece covering a Deloitte report on the use of AI and satellite data. It's really interesting. You will also find these stories and more at space.n2k.com. Hey, T-minus crew. If you're just joining us, be sure to follow T-minus Space Daily in your favorite podcast app. Also, if you can do us a favor, share the intel with your friends and coworkers. So, here's a little challenge for you. By Friday, please show 3 friends or coworkers this podcast. A growing audience is the most important thing for us, and we would love your help as part of the T-minus crew. So, if you find T-minus useful, please share it so other professionals like you can find the show. Thank you so much for your support. It means a lot to me and all of us here at t
1: Imagine a world where you're always one step ahead of cyber threats, where your defenses are impenetrable because you see what others don't. Welcome to Team Cymru's Threat Intelligence Solutions. With real-time access to the world's largest threat intelligence data ocean, they enable you to turn the tables on attackers. Transform your security from reactive to proactive through accelerated threat hunting and incident response, made possible through automation. Empower your team with visibility and insights to start defending your organization like never before. Team Cymru. Be the hunter, not the hunted. Learn more at team-cumry.com slash cyberwire. That's team cymrucom ucom slash cyberwire.
0: And we have a preview of our AWS in Orbit series. Episode 4, Degas in Ghana, Empowering Small Farming Through AI and Space Technologies. Our guests are Yohei Nakayama, Chief Technology Officer at Degas, and AWS Solutions Architect, Emma Higashikawa. Yohei started by telling me about what Degas does. Our mission
2: is changing uh, people's lives dramatically. So the term uh, people here is specifically refers to African farmers. And what we are doing is, like uh, Degas platform, is providing financial opportunities with farmers and implementing data-driven precision farming. So let me explain uh, a little bit financing part first. So it's like in-kind financing. So specifically, we purchase fertilizers and seeds from major agro-input companies and provide them as a loan to farmers. And after the financing part, we start the precision farming part with the farmers. So at Degas, we are hiring around 100 agents across Ghana, and the agents work together with the farmers to grow their crops in an optimized way. And... Because of that, the land productivity greatly increases and eventually the income of the farmers are increasing. So that that's what uh, Degas is doing uh, basically.
0: I would love to know a little bit more about uh, specifically how Degas is achieving this mission uh, using AI and space-based data. How does that come into play?
2: Yes, so uh, basically to realize this business, uh, we are developing two main data streams. Uh, One is coming from ground. So our agents are using uh, our in-house Android application. And it's like boots on the ground data collection. So all interactions with farmers and agents are done with the app and they collect, agents collect detailed information of every farmer from, for example, their name to farmland polygons. And the main second uh, data stream is coming from the Earth observation. We are collecting many types of observation data, like both uh, optical and radar satellite observation data, and to analyze the farmlands. basically. Oh, and we're the two data streams uh, forms a data lake on the cloud, and we are u- using the data lake uh, to analyze the farmland and create a machine learning models. For example, the machine learning models is like for uh, detecting floods, or drought, or calculate farmers credit, or uh, predicting yields. Basically, well, when it comes to Ghana, the mobile network is not stable and electric system is not stable and how to access like a high quality of fertilizers and seas uh, which is a little bit lacking. So we are developing farmers credit to provide uh, financing opportunities. So that's one challenging part and how to scale uh, our business which is also challenging so for that we are uh, developing our in-house under uh, the i uh, as i stated and uh, and for that uh, we are collecting tons of data to calculate the credit
0: all right so we're we're talking about large amounts of data um how is that being processed is that something that Degas is doing is that something that you needed help with or or what's what's happening there
2: mm-hmm. so for example, <clears throat> there is a one operation called uh, Farm Mapping. So at the operation, for example, Farm Agent go to the farmland with the farmer and walk around the farmland. And then the, the Android application collect the series of location uh, where the agent worked and we can get the uh, figure of the farmland. And the data is uh, sent to the cloud and on the cloud, we uh, map our observation data to the polygon and and calculate, for example, vegetation index to check the farmland and the uh, status of the farmland. That's how we are uh, merging uh, local data to observation data.
0: So let, let's talk a bit about the big picture. Um, I, 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 the motivation for Degas to, to be in Ghana, to be in Africa, and solve, and help solve these incredibly difficult challenges. Like, Let's set the stage. What are the challenges there, especially in the face of climate change?
3: I'm Emma Higashikala, and I'm a solutions architect on the aerospace and satellite team at AWS. And what that means is I support industry customers in achieving their missions through designing and implementing solutions on AWS. Uh, so Africa compromises approximately 17% of the world population, although it only contributes actually less than 4% of global greenhouse gas emissions. But despite that, um, Africa is already contending with some of the harshest impacts of climate change. That includes extreme heat, drought, desertification, flooding, and that really heavily impacts especially agriculture and food production. And this is especially devastating in Africa because more than 60% of the population of sub-Saharan Africa are smallholder farmers. That means a majority of The population depends on agriculture for their livelihoods. And, of course, this contributes to growing food insecurity, displacement, and conflict in the region.
0: There's a phrase that came up uh, a number of times about regenerative uh, agriculture. Yohei, could you walk me through what regenerative agriculture means?
2: Ah yes, so regenerative agriculture has a lot of like definitions, but basically there uh, it's a, a way of agriculture uh, which can uh, issue carbon credit. So it has two meaning, which is it's sustainable, sustainable way, and at the same time it reduces uh, CO two emission. So we are doing regenerative agriculture uh, with the farmers and it's a little bit uh, difficult or complicated way, but uh, using our Android application and the chatbot, uh, we are expanding this regenerative agriculture in Africa.
0: Wonderful. Okay. So we have this incredibly sophisticated chatbot that runs on a large amount of data and also uses a large language model, if I understand this, and also runs on an AWS service. Um, Emma, could you walk me through a a little bit about that, please? So the chatbot that Degas is
3: currently building runs on Amazon Bedrock. Uh, And Amazon Bedrock is a service AWS recently announced that let's customers easily build and scale generative AI applications in AWS. And the first thing is through Bedrock, AWS offers access to a number of high-performing foundation models, or FMs, and all this through a single API. Uh, Currently, Bedrock provides FMs from Amazon, as well as from leading AI providers like uh AI21 Labs, Anthropic, Cohere, Meta, and Stability AI, all through a single pane of glass API. Um, and there's two, I think, key features uh, of Bedrock that JGOS has really leveraged in the solution we're discussing today. Um, and the first one is the ability to easily experiment with and Compare the performances of different foundational models for a specific use case through things like playgrounds and the single pane of glass API. Um, the second is the ability to create custom solutions um, integrating existing AWS services and also using your own proprietary data in AWS with techniques such as retrieval augmented generation or RAG, And especially to the second point, I think, I think degas solution is very exciting because it leverages the power of other AWS services like Kendra for searching scientific papers and agricultural journals, um, also retrieving like farmer metadata from... RDS, an RDS database, and also Athena to leverage and search Degas's existing data set in S3.
0: I wanted to talk a little bit about the credit scoring model, because I'm seeing 1.2 million data points, and uh, that is incredible. I don't want to skip that. (laughs) Uh, Yohei, could you you talk a little bit about that model? Because uh, those are a lot of data points.
2: Ah, uh, yeah. So, yeah, there are a lot of data points. And for, uh, with that, we are calculating uh, farmer's credit, which is our core technology. Uh, because with that, we we can like uh, provide financing opportunities to the farmer. And how we uh, calculate, uh, it's totally related to uh, their yield, right? Because it's directly uh, related to their income. So, uh, the credit model uh, consists of, for example, yield prediction model, at the same time uh, we are calculating the land risk, for example, uh, predicting flood or uh, drought, and at the same time uh, we are checking the farmer is diligent or not. Uh, the on the ground, the, the agents scored the farmers' farmland. For example, uh, scoring the distance of the seeds or uh, checking how to apply our fertilizers to the farmland. So all the kind of things are also uh, digitized and collected. We are calculating uh, uh, credit using the uh, ground data and earth uh, observation.
0: And join us on Saturday for the full conversation with Yohei and Emma on empowering small farming through AI and space technologies. We'll be right back.
1: Let's work together to stay ahead of emerging threats and secure your mission anywhere. Learn more at aka.ms fed FedCyber. That's aka.ms slash FedCyber.
0: Welcome back. If, like me, you sent out every Christmas card with a web stamp, and yes, I may be the only person who still does Christmas cards, whatever, there are two new stamps that USPS is adding to the web collection. Hooray! Two new priority mail stamps that are available as of yesterday, January 22nd, feature the web images taken of the gorgeous Cosmic Cliffs and the Pillars of Creation. So Cosmic Cliffs was one of the first five images from Webb, the super-famous one, taken with Webb's NERCAM of the Carina Nebula a mere 7,600 light-years away, and has those stunning and fantastic blues, browns, orange, and reds, with the webby six-pointed starbursts throughout. And the Pillars of Creation image was actually a very famous one in the Hubble years, you might remember, and the new take from Webb from its MiriCam has the greenish and blue pillars set against the red and black. Both images are super stunning, and I bet they would look lovely on your priority mail. So, philatelists, now you know. And yes, any excuse to say the word philatelists. Philatelists. That's it for T-Minus for January 23rd, 2024. For additional resources from today's report, check out our show notes at space.n2k.com. We're privileged that N2K and podcasts like T-minus are part of the daily routine of many of the most influential leaders and operators in the public and private sector, from the Fortune 500 to many of the world's preeminent intelligence and law enforcement agencies. This episode was produced by Alice Carruth, mixing by Elliot Peltzman and Trey Hester, With original music and sound design by Elliot Peltzman. Our executive producer is Jen Iben. Our VP is Brandon Karp. And I'm Maria Varmazis. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow.